HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bayer, and it is Friday, August 5th, 2022. This show will be broadcast next Wednesday, August 10th, and it is our 330th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, we are on location at a beloved American artisanal pizza restaurant in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I'm here with its fabulous chef and owner, who I will introduce fully in a moment. First, as I do in every show, I will start with my PR tip. Then later, we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to pay attention. Let's be aware of our surroundings and what's happening in the world. Whether it's listening to advice from others or reading rules and etiquette on our own, it's important to be observant in life, from our social activities to our work, and just in general, in order to get the most out of our experiences. So let's be like a sponge and take it all in. That's my tip today. Okay, I am thrilled to be on location in Jersey City with Dan Richer. He's the chef and owner of Raza Pizza Artisanale, his American artisanal pizza restaurant featuring wood-fired pizza and more. Raza aspires to the Italian way of cooking and eating, where location and seasonality dictate ingredients with the ultimate goal of serving the best pizza possible. Raza received a three-star review in the New York Times in 2017, and in 2019 was named Best Pizza in North America by 50 Best. Dan was a James Beard Foundation Rising Star Chef semi-finalist in 2011, and he's been a five-time James Beard nominee. And he has a new book out, The Joy of Pizza, Everything You Need to Know, co-authored with Katie Parla. Without further ado, hi, Dan. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> or I should say, thanks for having me. No. <laughs> 
Thank you. Uh, well, I'm thrilled to be here and chatting with you, and there's so much to talk about um, and how we got here, how you got here to this this fabulous new rendition of Raza. So, um, but I always like to start with my guests and find out about their background and how, so how did you get into the cooking industry and eventually become obsessed with, let's say, pizza? So I've been in the restaurant business all of my, every job I've ever had has been in the restaurant business. I was a busboy when I was 15. I was a waiter when I was 17. I started managing restaurants in college. I made ice cream in college. Um, and my senior year in college, I flew to Italy. Uh, and I traveled the country top to bottom over a two-week period. I was just there for an adventure. Uh, my cousin had an apartment in Rome. He was studying architecture. Uh, and I just really wanted to, to, to explore. Um, and I came home from that trip knowing exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I'm very fortunate to have discovered that so early in my life, you know, at, at 21 years old, 22, like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so I came home from that trip and started to learn how to cook, mostly through watching Food Network and PBS cooking shows, uh, practice, I've read every book that I possibly could, and I was still working in restaurants at the time. Um, and I, that's when I kind of moved to the back of the house a little bit more. I didn't work anywhere that great, uh, just restaurants in New Jersey. I was going through a lot of personal things at the time. Uh, my mom had just passed away from cancer, so I was dealing with the grief of that. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks. But it's, it, was, it was through cooking that it really brought people together when I needed, the, needed them the most brought my my friends and family together so I just kept doing it and I I take so much joy in bringing people together over food um, so fast forward three years from then um, I bought a failing restaurant that happened to have two wood-fired ovens in the suburbs of New Jersey uh, I maxed out three credit cards and borrowed little sums of money from a ton of people and at 26, I owned a restaurant. Wow. Yeah. I know. It was crazy. <laughs> Definitely not a very traditional route. Um, but I had really no other opportunities in life. So I just I went for it. And I turned that restaurant around. Uh, I sold it off in a couple of pieces over, um, over the 10 years. And I'm completely out of that one. Uh, out of that restaurant and you know I think six years in to owning that restaurant I started uh, I started Ratsa in Jersey City because I, I wanted to be a part of this community because it's it's vibrant it's growing you can feel the energy uh, it's just a great community to do business in so before you went to Italy, you worked in restaurants, but you didn't think it was going to be your career. No. Nah. Okay. I did a semester in Florence when I was in college, really? so I've always had a love for Italy, but I didn't, I, my, I mean, I cooked a bit in, when I lived in Chicago after college and I got obsessed with restaurants, but I didn't, Italy definitely influenced me, but it's pretty amazing that you just, that trip took you, yeah. took you 
in this, oh, this totally. career path. Totally. And it it was it was the difference between food there and all of the Italian American restaurants that we have here in New Jersey, which there are many. Uh, the difference was so vast that I just I was so curious at why and how. How is the food so much better there when it's something simple like a plate of of pasta with tomato sauce? Why was it so much more delicious? And it was that question that led me to try to figure it out. Yeah. So the restaurant you had before here, it was Italian, but you weren't. Were you doing pizzas yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was wood fired wood fired pizza. But more than that. Okay. But, yeah. More yeah, okay. more dishes. Okay. But you 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 so you set out to open Raza. And this is 2012. Twelve. Yeah. So what was what was the beginning like? To I mean, we don't have to jump ahead exactly yeah. to now, but maybe for the first five years until that fantastic review came out um, in the New York Times. I mean, you were you were reviewed before that, but that I'm guessing was a bit of a game changer. Total game changer. Uh, the first four and a half years were a massive struggle. Um, as Jersey City was developing, as we were developing, nobody knew or cared who we were. Uh, the quality of the product was was very similar, um, but we just didn't have the the quantity of of guests that we that we really needed to survive. But we we did survive, and um, and then the New York Times article happened, and it's been it's been just phenomenal to 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 live this 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 reality yeah well for for anyone who missed that article which i'm be surprised that if you missed it but this was a uh, pete pete wells's review in 2017 and he titled the review is new york's best pizza in new jersey and you read the piece and he concludes yes <laughs> and he was with ed levine who's known for 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 food and for, for for covering pizza, he's written books on pizza. Um, so um, it was it was quite an endorsement. Yeah, I I was reading the article. And I was just waiting for something negative, and it didn't happen. And yeah, I, I just, just reread so it, it, and I'm like, no, it's a pretty pretty yeah. stellar review. <laughs> yeah, it, it was special for sure. So so how? How do you describe your pizza? Like, what's your style of pizza? What do you What do you do in so here at Raza? It kind of defies style, right? We're not We're not after authenticity or tradition. Uh, I'm after the best pizza that I can make, right? And I think that kind of defies style. It's hard to hard to explain exactly what it is. I call it American artisanal pizza because it is geared around the American palate. Right, Americans like crispy pizza. We're used to picking the pizza up with our hands, uh, so it has to be structurally sound enough for you to do that. Uh, it's crispy on the outside, light, airy, open, fragrant, tender on the inside. Uh, the toppings are uh, have very specific characteristics. Uh, when I was coming up with my ideal pizza, I laid out a set of criteria. Uh, 60 different characteristics about pizza that I love and wanted to recreate in the, the product that we share with the world. Just 60? Yeah. 
you stop there. You're like, listen, I could do 61, but I'm no, just going to go listen, with 60. It, it didn't start at 60. It started at probably six characteristics or eight characteristics. I knew I wanted to pick it up with my hands. I, I knew I wanted to, to be crispy, not soft, wet, soggy. Um, I knew I wanted the cheese to be fully melted, things like that. And then over probably at least 10 years, I added one characteristic at a time as I discovered them. Uh, and now it's at 60 and it's part of my, my cookbook that came out in November. Uh, that's what the whole, the whole book is based around is how to achieve these characteristics uh, if they matter to you, right? Certain characteristics might not matter to, to the average home baker or pizza maker. Um, so it, it, but it really clearly identifies how to develop any product, right? Whether it's a grilled cheese or a bowl of chicken soup. Identify what you're trying to create, how you want it to be experienced, and then, and then you work backwards to create that. But it's kind of a roadmap for, for what you want to produce what you want to create so did you when did you decide you wanted to do a book and share all, all this knowledge or because I feel some people might not want to share their secret of how you make this the best yeah. pizza you know it's yeah. yours yeah so I spent so much time and energy uh, learning about it and and doing it on a daily basis um, but I always struggle with the fact of that, that it's not permanent, right? I spend 18 or 19 years making pizza, but, and I have nothing to show for it, right? You can't like <laughs> well, follow- a lot of happy, happy oh, without faces and we filled have, stomachs. Definitely, we have the memories, which, <laughs> yeah. which are great. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of a craftsman, you know? I, I like, I'm an amateur carpenter and, and welder. Like I love creating things with permanence. And when I do a little woodworking, right, I have, if I make a table, I'll have that for the rest of my life. And I can remember that time in my life. I can remember how, how much time and energy I put into it. And with pizza, it's, it's gone in a moment. And we have the memories, which are super, super special. Uh, but I really wanted all of my time and energy not to, not to be forgotten, right? Yeah. I don't want people to make the same mistakes that I made every every step of the way um, and now with a book it's it it is inspiring home home bakers professionals and I want the overall quality of pizza in the, in the United States to to be elevated and these are some of the tools to help people get there yeah no it's wonderful you did the book and it's been really well received and you did your co-author was Katie Parla yes. who actually was on my show back episode 105 in 2016 and she's I mean she's well she's got the Jersey connection yeah. and she's is she back in Rome now she was living in Rome she's in yeah so she, almost 20 yeah. years now yeah so I mean that's I mean how is it working with Katie she's the best she's <laughs> incredible she's one of my favorite people on earth um, she's so fun to be around um, she is absolutely brilliant um, and she just she just gets things done in such a great way i've never had a creative partnership that was as flawless and strong as 
it was with Katie. She's just phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Well, and she um, she understands me so deeply, and and me as a person, but also our food and and what I want to communicate, um, and how I communicate, and she just captured it all so so effortlessly. How long? It wasn't did, effortless. Well, how long did it take put, you to put the book together? It was uh, two years. Is, okay, a book. Yeah, is a was, book's a big project. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Okay. It was intense. Well, uh, amazing. We had we yeah, had such a good time doing it, though. I'm sure. And I'm, I'm sad sure. that I don't get to see her yeah. as much now that now that the book is out. Uh, but we still talk all the time, and we're gonna probably be doing a uh, a little book tour of the West Coast in October. Uh, so we're we're in the midst of planning that, and we'll do that together. Amazing. Yeah. So let me ask you my question for my last guest where I had, it's episode, it's episode 327. There's two shows since then that I did my on the road series shows. So that's why the episode numbers are back to back the same. But, but anyways, my question is from Gail Simmons and she, as listeners probably know, is a culinary expert, food writer, cookbook author, and TV personality. She's a permanent judge on Bravo's Top Chef and co-host of The Good Dish. And she wants to know... How do you stay inspired, especially that you're working basically with three ingredients, flour, water, yeast, and how did you find this one thing that has defined your career? And she, she, she talked for a, 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 a good minute or two about you, about um, how she, she loves you and your book, and she's a proud owner of it, and she thinks you're fantastic, and she came out here in the pandemic and got pizza and wow. got a tour and the whole thing. Um, so then her question goes on to be also, how do you shoot above the rest, and how do you stay engaged and challenged and continue to make it better? So... Loaded question that's from Gail. Amazing. But I'm obviously smiling ear to ear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the show. Amazing. I'm giving a little I, recap, but she, she, she went on. She's a big fan, as I am. So this is, that's her question. That's amazing. That's a lot. Uh, so how do I stay inspired? Uh, number one, pizza is endlessly uh, simple, but very very difficult and complex um our our pizza is in constant motion okay so like i said earlier we have uh, we have this uh 60 characteristics that we're trying to to hit every day right so we know what we're trying to to create but there's many different roads to get to the same place and i stay inspired by by trying a different road to get to the same place. Uh, we'll change our fermentation style. We'll change our flour. We'll change something about the process, which keeps me engaged and it keeps my team learning and growing. And when they're, when they're engaged, they, they are, they're happier. They're, uh, they're, they're just into it. So we'll, we'll make changes. That's, that's one thing. Uh, I'm always inspired by, by travel and by ingredients. So I'll take a trip to Calabria and travel around and, and experience the essence of that place and then take that and translate it into a pizza that kind of captures that trip. Or Katie, uh, one of my many trips to Italy to see Katie, she took me to a restaurant on Mount Vesuvius uh, and we had this pasta dish that was olives, raisins, pine nuts, a uh, little bit of tomato, uh, 
and she actually wrote uh, a recipe in her cookbook dedicated to this pasta dish. Uh, after I tasted the pasta dish at this restaurant, I immediately came home and turned it into a pizza, and it's one of our best-selling pizzas that we, that we serve at the restaurant. So travel is yeah. a huge inspiration for me. I love meeting new people and experiences, experiencing new, new food cultures. Uh, some of my best memories are around, are those food moments somewhere in, whether it's in Tokyo or Jamaica, that just are mind-blowing experiences because they just, you know, never had that type of food or situation. It's just the best. Uh, and I'm also inspired by ingredients. So I'll go to the farmer's market and when I see a perfect tomato or kohlrabi or whatever it may be, uh, I just, I light up. And especially when, when there's a person behind that ingredient, uh, like my neighbors have a strawberry farm and, um, and I pick all the strawberries for the restaurant during the three week strawberry season here in New Jersey. And when, when you're out in the field and, and talking with these people who spend so much time and energy growing an ingredient or raising an animal, you really want to honor that relationship and that ingredient. And that's, it just lights me up. Yeah, I, just listening to you and looking at you as you speak, I, I get the idea that you don't. They pe people say do what you love, yeah. like, and then it's not work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling like you're just you found your thing and yeah. you just love it. And, and the more the time yeah. that goes on, I, I start to love it even more. Yeah, which it's I never. Awesome. That's crazy. It's crazy. Well, it's really cool, and it and you're able to share this love with other people that get to experience the joy of your pizza and what you're doing. And I remember, so what, so I'm so happy to be back because I'm definitely not leaving here without eating. Yes. <laughs> and um, and it's so silly. I haven't been here in a well. We had, did have a pandemic, but we did. But I haven't been here in several years, and I remember coming out, and it was before you took reservations and I got here early. I was like second in line. I came in, I sat uh, at the, the bar area or in front of the counter. I told the server I was about to over order because I wanted to try everything. I got the bread and butter and I got the meatballs and I got pizza and I had lots of leftovers, but I loved it. So I'm so happy to be back. And we're sitting now in a new space of Raza. So talk a bit about how you've how how you've grown and expanded and also you have a ton of seats outside i can see yes yeah which is really cool yeah so the original space is 1200 square feet it's very very small 10 tables um, we had one wood-fired oven uh, no walk-in refrigerator very minimal equipment uh, it's amazing that we were able to function for the first you know 10 years of our existence um, in such we a small it. space. We did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but right before the pandemic, we signed a lease on a space directly next door to the current restaurant. And we were going to actually do something different with it. Um, but we did the demo of the space in March of 2020. And then the world fell apart. Construction got shut down for six months. Um, so we kind of 
reworked the plan and just decided to double the size of of Ratsa. Like you were going to do a different yeah. concept? Yeah, we were going to okay, do okay. adjacent. We we're going to do soup salad sandwiches, which I love soups. I love salads and I love making bread. So of course I love sandwiches. Um, and yeah, so we, uh, we just doubled the size of the restaurant. Uh, we were a- because we had that, that break where our dining room was closed, we had the opportunity to rethink and rework every, everything that we were doing as a business. And it made sense to, to take reservations and it, it, it's awesome. We're, and it's all working out. It it's is. All, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's on the menu? How many pizzas do you have? Like, uh, so what? we have, uh, on, at any one time, we have between eight and ten pizzas on the menu. Um, some of those are standards where they're year-round offerings, like a margarita pizza. We're always going to have that. Uh, and then the other part of the menu is, um, or the other pizzas are seasonal. So they'll rotate in and off the menu uh, based on the ingredients. So right now in New Jersey, we're, it's peak corn season, zucchini season. So those are some of our, our seasonal pizzas that we're offering right now. And they'll rotate off as soon as the corn starts to not be amazing. Yeah. And then it'll be Brussels sprout time. Cool. So we have a rotation about, of about 50 pies throughout the year. Uh, that we that we work through based on seasonality, um, and then the rest of our menu is built around um, small plates. So and a lot of a lot of bread products. You know, one of our most popular dishes is the, the bread and butter that we do. Yeah. Uh, because I've been studying bread making because pizza is fundamentally a flat bread with condiments baked onto it. So if I'm not studying bread making, then I'm not going to be able to make great pizza. Well, I remember, I know Liza DeGia, yes. who did a beautiful oh, video Liza. of your bread and butter yeah. for the New York Times several years ago. Yeah. And I remember that. Um, she's amazing. She and, is incredible. Yeah. I so, loved working with her. And that, it was, and, and it was, um, and it was great that there was the focus of that on, on the bread and butter and not just, and not just, not the just pizza. pizza, which you, yeah. Are, you know. Yeah, because we put the same level of dedication yeah. Uh, into the bread and butter that we do everything and the bread and butter is just such a simple simple dish but it's extraordinarily complicated because there's absolutely nothing to hide behind there's no you know pizza is is fundamentally delicious and one of the main reasons is because it's melted cheese on freshly baked bread uh, with bread and butter there's absolutely nothing to hide behind the bread has to be perfect. Uh, the butter we make in-house also, uh, and we have a whole butter program now. Um, we used to just do the, the one type of butter, and now we have four or five different types of butter that we're making. And I'm not talking about compound butters where we just mix stuff in. Uh, these are <laughs> new and interesting. And not very, that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Give me some, like, uni butter or lobster butter, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's not what we're trying to do. Uh, we're, we're applying the details that cheesemakers use to make different styles of cheese, because there's probably a thousand different varieties of cheese in the world, right? Uh, and it's the, the fine details that a cheesemaker 
applies to their product that sets apart, you know, brie cheese from, you know, Swiss cheese. Um, so we're applying some of these details to our butter making process and the results are pretty wild. And as soon as we we're done with this interview, I'm going to let you taste at least three of them. Okay, I'm down super, for it. Super, super cool. I'm totally down for I'm it. I'm excited. So before we take a break, just one question. Raza, the name Raza, where yes. did that come from? Uh, I was sitting in a, a restaurant in Torino, Italy, and the word Raza kept coming up on the menu. And I asked the owner, what, what does this word mean? And basically it, it means breed or purebred, uh, which is kind of like the celebration of what makes something special. Uh, it's the reason why some people like poodles and some people like Labradors, right? So there's little minute differences that make something very special. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the example. <laughs> yeah. Poodles and Labradors. Well, terrific. Okay. On that note, let's take a little break and we will come back. We'll play my speed round, talk some industry news. I have my solo dining experience and the final question. So stay with us. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. This episode is supported by HRN business member Food Karma Projects. Dedicated to community building by creating unique food events that showcase the best local food, chefs, beer, and wine. Get fired up for the return of Pig Island NYC for a full day of fun featuring the region's most celebrated pitmasters. The all-inclusive, day-long, snout-to-tail celebration includes more than 20 chefs, all competing for best in show, best whole hog, and other prizes. Pig Island takes place Saturday, September 10th at the Snug Harbor Cultural Center and Botanical Gardens on Staten Island. To purchase tickets and for more information, visit pigisland.com. Food Karma Projects celebrates HRN's creative, educational reporting and storytelling that drive conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. 
I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bayer, and my guest today is Dan Richer. He's the chef and owner of Raza in Jersey City, New Jersey, his American artisanal pizza restaurant featuring wood-fired pizza, and we are here on location, and guess what, Dan? It's time for my speed round. Let's do it. <laughs> so what this is, is I'm going to name a couple things, and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. Ready? Yes. Okay. Vanilla. <laughs> I think you're gonna you're gonna answer my questions before I can even say them. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to be fast. Eat in at home or eat out at a restaurant. Uh, home. Indoor dining or alfresco dining. Both. Wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne. Yes. <laughs> Tasting menu or a la carte. Tasting menu. Small plates or large plates. Small plates. Communal table or chef's counter? Ooh. Ooh. Chef's counter. Chef's counter. Yeah. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Um, from the operator standpoint or the guest? <laughs> That's tough. The best thing about my speed round game is these I've... I have my standards. This has always been a standard, and I love when people have their a first. I don't think anyone's asked me that, but it's there. It's That's, up to you how you interpret. It's a complicated. It. Uh, it is. A, it is a complicated. It is the most complicated one I have yeah. on there. It, it is but, very. And so okay. Tipping. So tipping. You're gonna go Why with not? Tipping. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. People. People. People do. It is, it is a conversation. I, I like all-inclusive, though, because I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I've gotten that. But as, that long as, as long as everybody's getting paid, we good. Yeah, and some people just they like tipping. So yeah. it's, yeah. Okay, well, cool. I have a few more. Hosting dinner parties or being a guest. Oh, hosting. Yeah. Oh, no-brainer. Heard, heard you're a pretty good host. I like hosting. <laughs> <laughs> How about Sicilian square or a traditional slice? Ah, square. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure where you were gonna where you were gonna say I that do, one. Honestly, I usually do one of each. Okay. Yeah, it depends on the pizzeria. I was gonna say, do you have a favorite? But you probably favorites aren't. I don't like the favorite. I have question. a million favorites, and I, but I'd say the the there's a pizzeria that I go to the most frequently is halfway in between my house and the restaurant. <laughs> because I, as somewhere I, in New Jersey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's this random place that I go to at least once a week on my way to work to make pizza you to know, get a Sicilian to get a slice. Square, and, or well, I do, slice. I do one you of each. Do one of each, of yeah. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got two more: cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Manhattan, Brooklyn, or Jersey City? Jersey City, come on! Woohoo, Jersey City! <laughs> so good to be back here. Very easy to get here for I know. anyone in Manhattan like like me who doesn't typically get on the path train, but it um it yeah. I know, it's I always say quick. they should just change the name of path train to subway and it would be Yeah. There would be a no emotional barrier. It's not like you're getting on this myth, like this mythical It seems thing. like it's gonna be trickier than it is and it's it's really it's the same thing if yeah. you ride the subway like I do in New York. It's the it's same. It's the same thing. thing. <laughs> it's actually a nicer train. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> and we're uh, we're two stops from from World Trade Center. It's less yeah. than ten minutes. Yeah. It's quick, quick. Um, and you can also take the ferry. 
Yes, yeah. which is lovely on a nice day. Yeah, I, I remember actually I did that last time I was out here. I took the ferry back. I walked and took, yeah. So we'll see how my, how my day turns out today. Nice. Okay, so that's the game. That was fun. Love it. So for industry news, there was an article that just came out on Eater New York entitled, Two of New York City's veteran food writers depart New York Magazine after 32 years. Rob Patronite and Robin Raisfeld, colloquially, I can't say that word, (laughs) (laughs) colloquially. Sometimes you just get stuck on stuff, Um, but that's in the title. Anyways, they're known as the Robs, and they were a a fixture in the New York City food scene, and this was by Erica Adams. And I'm quoted in the article, and it's not why I picked the article, but it is kind of cool that I am quoted in it. I... I had a, I know Erica as a, a writer and being a publicist, and I've had dinner with her before. And last time we were out together several months ago, for some reason, Robin and Rob's name came up, and she's a newer food writer in the scene. And she was kind of, we were kind of talking about them, and I was, I was reminiscing or saying, yeah, I've worked with them for a long time because I've, as the article says, I'm a veteran <laughs> PR person. Um, so, so when she, when this, this subject came up that they were they were departing the magazine after 32 years she actually reached out to me and said would you like to give a quote for this so so I have a little quote in there um, just talking about how I you know I pitched and worked with them for many many you know many times they covered some of my restaurants they were a harder sell um, but when they liked something they really they really embraced it and gave it a lot of good ink and it's it's a it's an end of, of an era in a sense that they are apparently just they just they didn't they just decided to to leave or to do I don't know we'll see if they do something else but it's as someone in the who covers you know works with restaurants and has been in the game a long time it is it's a big it's big news so did you do what's your take did you know them did they know no robin and rob for you no the robs i don't know many people oh you you i think you know more people than you probably think but probably i i um i don't leave the restaurant very frequently i spend a lot of time just doing this and it kind of, I don't, I just don't get out much. There's not much, I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, well, well you know, you know of New York Magazine, though. Yeah. And they, they've done, I mean, their food section is going through a bit of a, a change right now. Because Adam Platt, who's been their reviewer for a long, long time, also uh, a couple of months ago said that he's not going to be reviewing for them anymore, but he's still going to be writing, I think, some features. But um, we'll see who, who steps up. But, yeah, it's a big deal. They're, like, they're, it, when, when Robin and Rob, like, endorsed your restaurant and wrote about you, um, it made a difference. And the thing about them that was so unique is they were completely under the radar. Mm. I've seen them a couple times in restaurants, but they don't, they kind of go in and cover all these places and they go everywhere, but nobody spots them. They're, they're, they're very much under the radar and pretty amazing that they also write about, they've written about so many um, uh, awesome places and discovered so much great food. So Anyways, we'll see what happens, but um, I don't know. Maybe they've even been here, but you didn't know it. I, 
I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you recognize or even if you recognized uh, Pete Wells when he was here or, uh, or anyone. No, I, I recognized Ed Levine because okay. he's everywhere and he's amazing. I love that guy. Okay, so yeah. anyways, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll... I don't know, a lot of writers have started sub-stacks and like their own columns and we'll see what they, what happens with them. But I wish them the best and it's been great working with them over the years. Um, so uh, anyways, there's, there's the news this week. And so for my solo dining experience, I went to a new place in Rockefeller Plaza and it's called La Rock. So here's the rundown. The location, 45 Rockefeller Plaza, New York City, New York. The concept, a grand interpretation of a French brasserie. The chefs and owners are Lee Hansen and Riyad Nasser. And the executive chef is Walker Stern. Pastry chefs, Mariah Neston and Michelle Palazzo. Why'd I go? Well, it's a hot new spot and I'm a big fan of the chefs and who are the owners. So my experience. So last Friday night, I had a reservation, an early one at 5.30. Um, I was warmly greeted when I got there. It was kind of cool. Somebody, one of the servers recognized me from when I had dined at Bonnie's and one of my solo dining experiences. He had been a server there and he said hello. And um, so it was nice. I was, I felt very well taken care of. A, a manager came by and said hi to me. Um, I had a really great time. I, 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 ordered well I would say and um, it was a good experience so what did I get so I got the leeks vinaigrette which was presented in a banana leaf with table side service it's actually on my table so the service but uh, the server unfolded the leaf and like presented it with spooning over this very rich vinaigrette um, and then I, I went for it with getting getting a steak I got bison a poivre with fries, and then for dessert they sent me out these uh, le, le miniardies, a little small plate of sweets, um, which was nice, and I got sparkling water to drink. My take, it was all really delicious. The leeks were wonderful. I know it's a vegetable, but it felt very indulgent, like leeks with the vinaigrette. It was a really terrific appetizer. Um, bison is not something I eat very often, uh, but it was it was fabulous. Um, it was their rendition of this like classic dick steak dish um it was just it was perfectly cooked the fries were amazing they came with mayonnaise um it was it was just a really delicious meal and the at the end the sweet bites there was like little cannelle and a cookie and a little mint chocolate and 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 really nice um ways to end my meal i'd say so the ambiance it's a grand historic space with soaring ceilings uh, it incorporates Art Deco features. It has terrazzo floors. It's a separate bar area. It's very pretty. Um, it's a pretty large space. It has 130 seats inside, and they have 70 on the terrace. And I was on a, the banquette, this forest green leather banquette. So it's a very, very, very lovely space. I'd say it's perfect for dinner with friends or date night or solo at the bar. I'm thinking of going back and doing solo at the bar. Interesting tidbit. So Chefs Lee and Riyadh are formerly, um, from, they had worked together at the kitchen at Balthazar, and then they opened Frenchette and Frenchette Bakery in Tribeca, 
very popular places. Um, Rock Center, Rockefeller Center, is going through a transition right now. Um, they're in a bit of a reset. There's a Tishman Spire Company um, is adding a bunch of new places. It used to be Restaurant Associates, so there's a lot of changes happening there. And personal fun fact, on episode 304, I shared my solo dining experience at Ignacio Matos Lodi, which opened on the other side of the plaza, and that was like the first new, newer place to open, and that, that I had a really great experience out. Um, and also, just a fun fact, uh, the skating, well, the ice rink right now is roller skating. If anyone wants to go old school roller skating, pretty fun, pretty fun. Okay, so the cost is meal, not cheap. It was $91, not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, I definitely need to get the escargot, <laughs> which I wanted to get this time, but it was like, oh, it's going to be too much, but next time. Their website is larocknyc.com and Instagram, larocknyc. There you go. You want to come in the city and go to Larock? I keep hearing great things about that place. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. It's... um. I mean, it's 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 right there in the plaza, and it's a big space. They have a lot of seats to fill, but I think it has new locals going uptown. You know, most a lot of people don't don't maybe go to such a uptown touristy area that live in the city. But it's it's a, getting that crowd, and also all the all the people who visit New York are gonna are gonna be going there. So, um, worth checking out. Worth checking out. Okay, so it's time for the final question. My next guest is Jessica Shupak. She's a hospitality advisor based in New York City who develops unforgettable food and beverage experiences for real estate developers and operations. And she has a new web series called The Gratitude Hot Minute, which she interviewed me for. So I have this going to be coming out, this Hot Minute Gratitude interview that I did. Um, so, Dan please ask a question for Jessica. So Jessica, <laughs> uh, it seems like you're involved in many different aspects of the food and beverage space. So what does your day look like? Okay, I should have asked you that. <laughs> oh my God, my day is crazy. <laughs> um, that's great, I will, I will ask her what her day looks like. And actually, I was gonna ask you, like, how much are you hands-on in, in the kitchen now? Uh, you know, I'm hands-on and running around like crazy. Uh, you still just, make a pizza a day? <laughs> at least one, yeah. I roll, I roll dough balls, I'll, I, uh, I do a lot of food running. Uh, so I'll run food to the tables clear tables, sweep the floor, I'll do yeah. anything that needs to be done, I'll do it. Yeah, I, with, with passion and love, I yeah. could just see it. So, well, that's the show. I wish we had more time to talk more. We could just get really into uh -huh. those 60, <laughs> 60, 60 characteristics. characteristics. Um, but thank you so much. You, you are, you're a rock star. I love what you're doing. I love your pizza. I love that. I'm back here, and I got the opportunity to chat with you. Me too. So I wish you much continued success. Thank you. I can't wait for you to eat this butter that you're going to devour right now. Oh, my God. Watch out, butter. Here I come. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. My guest today has been Dan Richard, the chef and owner of Jersey City's Raza. And his new book that is out is The Joy of Pizza, Everything You Need to Know, co-authored with Katie Parla. 
And you know, I sense the joy. It's a good title, The Joy of Pizza. So go get get the book. Their website is thejoyofpizzabook.com and Raza is at razanj.com and that's with two Zs. Um, and you can follow Dan at Dan Richard and at Raza NJ. You can follow me at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR and at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com, and AllInTheIndustry.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thanks to my engineer, Kevin. Thanks again to Dan. I'm your host and producer, Sherry Bayer. So, Heritage Radio, we are off right now for our summer break. So my next show with Jessica will be on Wednesday, September 9th. I hope you'll tune in then. Enjoy the rest of the summer. Stay safe and well. Eat lots of pizza. (laughs) And thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food Radio, supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.